Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with Decrom. and kittens up. This is Sports Crunch with Decrom. I'm your host, David Cromwell. And with both the 2021 Major League Baseball season down to its final two months and our Women in Sports series coming off a two-week hiatus or so, it is great to say that today we will resurrect the latter and talk about the former with a very special guest. Rebecca Carney currently works as a production assistant for the Tampa Bay Rays Radio Network. Before she arrived at her current place of residence, she graduated with her degree in journalism and sports media from Indiana University, where she was also a student team manager for the field hockey team. She has also worked as an intern for ESPN Cleveland and for the Chicago Bandits of the National Pro Fast Pitch League. Rebecca, it is an absolute honor and pleasure to have you with us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited to get to chat with you. Very, very excited to chat with you as well, Rebecca. And as you know, this past year and a half or so has been nothing short of paradigm shifting in terms of women in sports. It literally seems that every month, a new glass ceiling in the sports industry is smashed to pieces. And just a few months ago, we've seen the highest ranked female scouting executives in NFL history in Kelly Klein of the Denver Broncos and Catherine Rach of the Philadelphia Eagles. And two women, Becky Hammond and Teresa Weatherspoon, received serious consideration for NBA head coaching jobs. Yet Major League Baseball, where you work, saw arguably the two biggest glass ceilings get shattered this year. First, we witnessed Kim Ang become the first woman GM in MLB history. And just a few weeks ago, we saw the first ever all-female broadcast of a Major League Baseball game with Alana Rizzo, Sarah Langs, Lauren Gardner, Heidi Watney, and Melanie Newman. As a woman who assists with the radio broadcasts of an MLB franchise, how much did it mean to you to see such a barrier-breaking milestone in terms of women in sports media and sports in general? It was incredible. And especially, even though I wasn't exactly part of their broadcast, just be able to witness it and get to, I got to meet Alana Rizzo and I got to kind of watch her process a little bit from behind the scenes, but it was just very, very cool to watch that happen, especially being a woman in sports myself and hoping to one day get on the same or similar level. Um, It was just something very exciting to be able to witness firsthand um, with everything. And you know, just being a woman's sports, like I've had teachers in the past and everything. And like, I've had a bunch of women to get to look up to, but now that I'm kind of getting into the actual world, it's definitely really cool to be first um, up for that and like get to see it right on for my own eyes. Yeah. And you said you met Alana Rizzo. What was it like meeting her? It was very brief, um, but that was really cool. It was just, you know, I've watched her on TV so many times and I kind of got to watch her walk around and like how she interacted with everyone how she talked to players kind of see what she does during her day while I'll not you know disturbing her and getting in the way but I did get the chance to introduce myself and just tell her how much I admired her and so that was just a really cool moment for me um to be able to see a woman that I've looked up to for a couple years um in person and doing what she does yes and are you familiar with the latter four women who took part in that historic broadcast Yes, I am. Yes. And uh, what do you admire about those other four women in particular? Well, it was just, I mean, even though they weren't there and I didn't get the chance to meet them, it was just very cool to see them get into a male dominated field and not let the fact that they're women stop them or like have anyone, you know, there were, I tried to avoid Twitter that day because there are a lot of people who had very, very negative comments about what they were doing. And it, it just, you know, it definitely rubs me the wrong way and it makes it hard for someone in my position and 
other girls that want to do that in the future, other women, other young girls, to see that kind of hate because that just really takes away from what's going on. So I respect those women so much. And, you know, I'm just hoping that soon enough, um, we won't have to have things like this that say, oh, this was an historic thing for women. It'll just soon enough be women just doing their jobs. And that's what I'm really hoping. And that's what I'm hoping to continue to do through my time in the sports industry as well. Yes. And one of the main reasons why I'm doing this series on women in sports for this podcast, which uh, mostly covers uh, events around the National Football League, is uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, I owe where I am today currently to women in sports, to empowered women in sports at all levels, from reporters to athletes to cheerleaders, you name it. Everything I do has the influence of women in sports around it. They have seriously empowered me to do what I do in this life right now in, in this particular endeavor. And the, the hate that women still get for breaking all these barriers in the sports world and the wider world in general is just beyond disgusting to me. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, and I just want to let all the trolls out there know if uh, you follow me on Twitter and you talk ill about a woman in sports, you will receive either the mute button or the block button or both. Take that to the bank, guys. And uh, men, we have a lot of work to do to uh, give our sisters more control of the wheel in this uh, sports industry. And Rebecca, during your career, have you ever felt mistreated solely because you're a woman? It's been hard. I mean, it's definitely not mistreated, I would say. I think it's underestimated would be a better word for how I feel. I just feel like I've had to prove myself a lot more, especially in college when I all my classes were probably 95% male. So I'd be like maybe one out of five max girls in my class. And so, you know, it would always be, do I even raise my hand? Will a guy get called on over me? Like, will I even get called on? Cause I'm a girl. And just like little things like that, I would raise my hand. And if I'd get a question, right. Everyone would like all the other guys in my class would look at me. Like I had three heads, like no way this girl knew that no way, like no way that's possible. And it's just, it's hard to have that on your back. Like, I just feel like I have to work 10 times harder at what I do just to get someone to look at me and to appreciate what I'm doing. So I wouldn't say I was mistreated. I would just say people tend to not take me seriously and to think that I'm just doing this for the wrong reasons or not because I actually know what I'm talking about. Rebecca, a question I have asked all of the guests that have appeared on our Women in Sports uh, series is what can me and my fellow men do to help ensure the safest workplace environment possible for women, whether in sports or in any other field? I think that especially now with the job I'm working at, the guys I work with just make me so comfortable. They don't look at me and see a girl or woman. They just see a person who is there to do a job. And that's all you can do is not pay attention to the gender, uh, make every girl you work with an equal, regardless like of anything, like where she's from, what she studied, anything of that. If she is there to do her job and she knows what she's talking about and she can do her job, look past the gender, look past everything and just treat her as your equal. Cause that's one of the hardest things I've had to do with is I just don't feel like I am equal all the time with the guys I work with. And have have in the past but you know the people I'm working with now have done a really great job making me feel included and not you know and but they're all like very it's just be respectful and be nice it doesn't cost anything that's the thing 
I had a lot of issues with. People just can't, aren't nice at times. And you know, it costs nothing to be nice. It doesn't hurt you to be nice. And that's all, like even just generally in the world, just treat everyone like you want to be treated and just treat them as your equal because they are. That's the cold hard truth, Rebecca. Thank you so much for preaching that and keep preaching it. And uh, as we alluded to in the intro, you are currently a production assistant for the Tampa Bay Rays Radio Network. Mm -hmm. What are some of the responsibilities of that current job? So it depends on the day. So the um, when the guys are home and uh, you know the team's home, we have home games. I'm doing a lot. I do pre-game interviews where I get to go in the field and meet the players, talk to them, ask them questions, all that stuff. And I'm recording that for the radio guys to use on air. Mostly the pre-game and pre and post-game guy Neil. Um, so I do a lot of that, and I do some audio editing for that. I am. Um, you know, just kind of running around and doing a bunch of things pregame to make sure that the guys have all the statistics they need, um, have all the information about the opposing team, like their packs of so many, so much information, so many numbers on every single player, every single team in the league. And it's just a lot of collecting that and making sure that they have all the information they need. And then during the games, a lot of it is looking up those random stats. Like when was the last time this player hit a grand slam? Um, has he ever? Uh, how often does a pitcher get stolen on? Just random stuff like that. And I'm there and I like will say it over them so that only they can hear me. And then they'll like regurgitate it on air and just little stuff like that. And then after the games, we do post-game interviews, which are always really fun. And then especially after a win, you know, a lot of the guys get really, really excited. <laughs> um, uh, and then when the guy, when the team's away, so when they're away games, I help coordinate and um, work at watch parties. So we, um, one of, so our pre and post game guy, Neil will, will go to a restaurant or a place or a bar and he will do his end of the broadcast live from there, live from that place. And we'll have contests for tickets and prizes and we'll play games with the fans. And it's just like a good way to kind of bring some Tampa Bay Ray community together. And so and that's a, that's a big part of what I do. And then a lot of the other stuff, and it's just, I do like some editing for their audio, cut audio, put together like best plays of the games and, you know, whatever they really need to. And I'm also like preparing for future stuff in the rest of the season. Sounds like a very, very fun job, Rebecca. But as you uh, said earlier, you aspire to get to an even higher level in this industry and rightfully so. Do you see yourself as a studio anchor or a field reporter or whatever down the road? I think I definitely want to one day be a studio anchor. Um, I've always wanted to. I've taken a lot of classes. I've gotten to practice being on air and school and stuff. But, you know, it's, it's a very hard field, especially um, these days. It can be pretty competitive. So I'm just kind of trying to get as far as I can as soon as possible. And, you know, as I've enjoyed what I've enjoyed about working for the Rays is just like how close everyone is and how this team feels like more of a family than like a job um so that's that's definitely something you know even if I can't get in the broadcast field one day I just want to be a part of I just want to work for especially I would love to work for another to continue to work for the Rays or another MLB team in the future I definitely hope you get such an opportunity down the road Rebecca and you currently reside in Tampa where the Lightning just won back-to-back -back Stanley Cup titles the Bucks and Tom Brady are coming off an incredible win in Super Bowl 55, the first team to ever win a Super Bowl on their home field and are in the best position possible to run it back. And the Rays are coming off a World Series appearance and currently the best record in the American League. Given all this winning, 
Many are referring to Tampa as Champa Bay. How does it feel to be living in Tampa amidst all this championship level play from its three major sports teams? It's it's definitely a new thing that I'm experiencing because uh, I mean I grew up in Kentucky, so I wasn't around a lot of like big major sports teams. So it's definitely a very very exciting time to live in Tampa, and I think that a lot of people around this area. It's hard because a lot of them are from other states and you know come down here to just kind of live for the winter or are just kind of here for certain parts of the year. So it's a lot of it is, I think the big sports now and everyone winning is starting to get a lot more people from the area really excited about it. And I think that's a big thing that the Rays are trying to work on is getting more and more people in the seats. And I think how we're doing right now and after coming off a World Series appearance and hopefully getting playoff bound very, very soon that we'll continue to get more and more people to come and support the Rays. Definitely hope uh, more and more people come out and support the Rays as well because they're playing just as good as those other two teams. And uh, God willing, they will make it a trifecta of uh, championships for Tampa uh, this uh, year alone with the Bucks winning in February, the Lightning just winning the Stanley Cup. And if the Rays uh, go to the World Series in October, it'll be history with the, the one city taking home three of the four major prizes in professional sports and Rebecca you said you grew up in Kentucky and Kentucky has uh, no uh, sports teams in the four big leagues was there a pro professional sports team that you really loved watching growing up yes so my mom is from Chicago so I was very 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 influenced by her um, I grew up a huge Cubs fan huge Blackhawks fan pretty big Bears fan and also Bulls fan but my major sport was definitely watching the Cubs all the time and then I was also became a really really big um, hockey fan and uh, um, as I got a little bit older but you know growing up in Louisville the big thing is basketball college basketball so I also was a really 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 big U of L basketball and football fan we, had, we would go to all the um, U of L football games it was, it was one of the my favorite things from growing up and you know that's all we that's kind of like the big team of the city where I live so that was like the thing to do and if you didn't go to U of L games you know, you, you missed out on one of the best things in Kentucky, or at least in Louisville. Oh, thank, thank you, Rebecca. You definitely had as diverse a uh, sports taste as uh, any child can. And uh, you definitely said that baseball was your favorite sport and the Cubs were your favorite team. How did it feel to see the Cubs make all those trades at the deadline just a few weeks ago? Well, yeah, it really started for me because um, – when Kyle Schwarber got traded before, like way before the deadline, like the beginning of the year or the end of last year, because he was, I went to Indiana and he was a Hoosier too. So that honestly, I have his Jersey. That was probably the first heartbreak. And then, you know, as it came closer, I was prepared for it mentally. I was mentally ready for them to disband the whole entire Cubs like core. But then when it actually happened, I think my heart just kind of shattered in a billion pieces, but you know, they've all been, doing great things like they all homered in their first game that they played with their new teams and I'm I'm really happy for all those guys regardless Bryant Rizzo and Baez like I I'm excited to see them do great things because I know they'll make an impact wherever they go because they're just great players but I will say it's it's very hard not to see them in a in the Cubs uniforms and especially right now to see Anthony Rizzo in the Yankees uniform because working for the Rays now the Yankees have become my biggest rival so we're not really big fans of that right now. And Cubs fans should be forever grateful to all those players for helping bring the first World Series championship in more than a century to the Chicago Cubs 
organization. They will forever be lauded in Wrigleyville and will never have to buy a beer there whenever they visit for the rest of their life. So uh, uh, you should be grateful for the memories. That's all I could say. And it was indeed time to uh, break that core up and start anew, given where the organization was. And what would you say is your favorite sport to watch other than baseball? Definitely ice hockey. I love watching hockey. It's the, the pace, the, just the physicality of it. I, you know, I just think it's such a good, such an entertaining sport, like all around, like, you know, you even get a little fight in there occasionally. It's like kind of, it's not like any other sport. I also grew up, it's very different. I grew up playing field hockey, but you know, it's just kind of like the more similar thing I can kind of watch on TV to what I played myself but I just always loved it. And I think a lot of that has to do with my mom and she was just always into it. And that's kind of why I always wanted to get into sports. And because I had that female influence and she was always like, you can like sports and still be a girl. It's not wrong. You can do it because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up that were as avid sports watchers as I was. She is Rebecca Carney, producer for the Tampa Bay Rays Radio Network. You can follow her on Twitter at Bex, B-E-C-S, Carney. And Rebecca, thank you so much once again for joining us. But before we go, uh, I want to uh, ask you for some uh, predictions as to how the rest of this 2021 Major League Baseball season will unfold. And when you look at the standings alone in both the American and National League, it seems like a wide open race for the 2021 yeah. World Series championship. Yes, the Rays currently have the best record in the American League, but the Chicago White Sox aren't that far behind them. Nope. And uh, so the first of the predictions I want to know, who will have the best record in the National League come the end of the regular season? Oh, that I would say it's probably going to be the Dodgers. That would be my guess. They, you know, they're coming, they came off last season and they kept majority of their guys and the amount of guys that they've added during the trade deadline. And even after the trade deadline alone, like they they're in it for a back-to-back -back. they're in it to win it. They have, they don't care how much they didn't care how much money or who they traded. They were, they're locked. In. And I think they're going to be a huge threat for the rest of the season for sure. Yes, they've definitely had a winning culture there for quite some time. Who will end up with the best record in the AL? And as I allude to, it is a race that is tight as a tick and could go any way. <laughs> I, I mean, I got it. I'm a little biased, but I got to say, I got to say the Tampa Bay Rays. I do think that the White Sox are definitely going to put up a good fight. They will be here in, they will be here in uh, St. Pete, Tampa area um, in two weeks. So that should be, or yeah, next week, next week, they'll be here for, we have a homestand against them. So that'll definitely be a really another, I mean, we've played them, but it'll be another good test to see them kind of later on in the season because they also made some really big acquisitions um, during the trade deadline. So I'm, I'm pulling for the Rays and, you know, I, I, again, I'm biased because I am currently working for them, but I, I, they look really good right now. They, they, uh, they're in it to win it as well. Yeah, I'm sure they look very good. And uh, who will end up being the 2021 MLB most valuable player? Everyone's saying, and I mean, I, I I kind of agree. Like I've watched him play Otani. Shohei Otani is just unreal on both sides of the plate. It's hard to deny that there is anyone, we haven't seen anyone like him since Babe Ruth. So, you know, I got to go with Otani. He's, if he doesn't get it, there's going to be a lot of angry people on the, in the, in the world right now. So I'm going to go with Otani. 
Uh, yes, Otani is a historic player, being as good at pitching as he is at hitting, a true rare breed, and an even better human being than he is an athlete. And he is a fantastic athlete. Like you heard, mm-hmm. like uh, he donated like his special all-star game salary to uh, part-time employees in the Angels organization. That was such mm-hmm. a wonderful deed that he performed. Shout out to Otani for all the great that he did and will continue to do for not only the sport of baseball, but his community in general. Who will be the 2021 Cy Young Award winner for the best pitcher in Major League Baseball? I haven't even really thought about that one. Oh, um, a lot of people are saying, and I think it could be Liam Hendricks. He has been doing really good things for the Sox. So I don't know, it could be him. I don't think Otani could get both. I mean, he kind of deserves it. Um, or, you know, I don't know. I really have not thought about this as much just because I've been dealing with a lot of pitching struggles within the Rays because so many of our pitchers keep getting injured. So that's kind of where my focus has been. But um, yeah, I mean, I could go with Liam Hendricks, I think, or I mean, Bueller's been pretty good for a while. So, you know, he's, he's a tough at bat. I was going to say at the beginning of the season, I would have said maybe Blake Snell or um, DeGrom, but they've have been having a couple issues themselves. So I think probably the most consistent I've seen has been Liam Hendricks. So I would maybe go him. Who will be the 2021 AL champion? And I know you probably think it's going to be the Rays, but if it's not the Rays, who will your runner up for that honor be in this prediction? I would say the White Sox. They, they've been proven to be a very close competition for us. And back to that or after that, I would maybe say the Red Sox, but I honestly think that if we don't get there, it's going to be the White Sox. And who will be the 2021 NL champion? I think it's either the Dodgers or the Padres. So it just depends. Dodgers. I think we'll have to see. I think I'll just have to I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think it's the Dodgers. They just have looked so good as of recent with all their acquisitions. So I'd probably say the Dodgers. Yeah, we'll make it the Dodgers. And uh, who will win the 2021 World Series if it's Dodgers Rays for a rematch? Well, <laughs> I I mean, I can't not say it. I mean, I have to go with the Rays. Hopefully we get all of our guys, especially our pitchers that are injured right now back in. I think if that happens, if we get all, a couple of our starters back and a bunch of our relievers back, I think that. I think the Dodgers better watch out. She is Rebecca Carney, producer for the Tampa Bay Rays Radio Network. Rebecca, thank you so, so much once again for joining us. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch. But we'll be back in just a few days with more of our Women in Sports series, plus our nonstop NFL coverage with my good friend, Allie Reddick. So stay tuned. Meanwhile, be sure to follow Rebecca on Twitter at Bex Carney. That's B-E-C-S Carney. And you can also follow me on Twitter at DCrom59 and on Instagram at Sports Crunch with DCrom. And remember, that's Crunch with a K. For Rebecca Carney, this is David Cromwell saying so long, stay awesome, stay safe, stay sane. And if you haven't done so yet, please get your COVID-19 vaccine. I promise you, I promise you that it will literally help save your life. Take care, Mm -hmm. cats and kittens, and stay cool.